Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Did you know Amazon provides ways of working that fit your lifestyle? They know you value your time outside of work, juggling family, school, friends, or other activities. That's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you. There are full-time, part-time, and even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule with great starting pay and sign-on bonuses. If you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle, head to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. It's my favorite time of the year outside of Christmas. Hello, everybody. It's your boy, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, March 15th. We got brackets. Oh, gosh. I love it. I love March Madness. One of my favorite times of the year. Favorite month for sports is March. Second favorite would be November because it has NFL, college football, NBA and college basketball. And if we're lucky, maybe the World Series, game seven. But I figure we just do an all NCAA tournament podcast. That's all anybody cares about right now. Yes, Drew Brees retiring, big story. What are we going to say? He's a Hall of Famer, period, end of story. Are the Saints screwed with Taysom Hill? Probably. Is Jameis Winston gone? Yeah, I would assume so. Um, there's also a Kawhi Leonard story that popped late last night. Kawhi Leonard, very concerned about the fraudulent Clippers. Go listen to Friday's podcast if you missed it. Steve Hartman and I chop it up the Clippers. I say, Kawhi Leonard, a whiff of fraudulence. The Clippers, I'm not believers. They go out and get smoked Sunday night by the Pelicans. And I don't want to hear, well, they didn't have Pat Beverly. Oh, really? Zero-time All-Star. Pat Beverly didn't have him. Well, geez, what do you want me to say? Lakers didn't have Caruso and they're going to lose a game? Like, come on, stop. Clippers, they got problems. But all anybody cares about right now is March Madness. Um, A quick programming note, okay? Guys, we're building something special here. We've got a great audience. We've got a nice little community. We're going to win some money in our brackets. I'm going to hit you with nuggets all week. I got a great guest, Jason List, coming up. About 35 minutes on brackets and bets. It doesn't get much better than this. I just want to say, for the first time in my life, my... Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Family and I were dog sitting over the weekend. I did not have a dog growing up. My brother does have a dog, has had a dog since like right out of college, I guess. I never had one growing up with the fam. And my wife never had a dog and we decided to dog sit for our friends who were out of town and it was very cool. I got to say, dogs are awesome. Now this was an older dog, so he was very chill. He just, you know, he's not, he didn't bark once in like the 55 hours we had him or whatever. Didn't bark once. Took him out to dinner, took him for walks. You know, great. Having a dog for the weekend was awesome. And I'll just wrap up on this before we get to the NCAA tournament. My daughter cried for like 45 minutes after our friends came and got their dog. She was devastated. Like, I need a dog. I miss the dog. Kind of funny. Uh, I guess you had to be there. All right. Without further ado, NCAA tournament time. Here's Jason Lisk from TeamRankings.com. My name's Hannah. I'm Dan. I'm Ben. And we are Group Love. If you're dealing with stress or anxiety or just need some help, CalHOPE is here for all Californians with free mental health resources to help you navigate this uncertain time. Go to calhope.org to live chat with one of their incredible listeners. Or call their warm line at 1-833-317-HOPE. That's 1-833-317-H-O-P-E. Hope lives here in California. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome in to Straight Fire, a guy who I worked with at the big lead back in the day. Yes, he's now one of the head honchos at TeamRankings.com. And I know you guys know the website because they do a lot of stuff around the NCAA tournament brackets. We're going to help you win your bracket pool. Let's welcome in Jason Lisk. Lisk, how are you, buddy? Man, I'm doing great. And and it's even better because here we are two years and we have an NCAA tournament again. I know. It was so depressing last oh, year <laughs> in the middle of championship week. But, hey, no negativity. I'm geeked. We have the brackets. Lines are out for all the first-round games. 
And um, uh, first of all, Lisk, let me uh, introduce you for those who don't know Lisk. So he, you are, are you still in Missouri? I am. Uh, okay. Kansas City area. Okay. And I basically, when I was at the big lead, I was like looking around for NFL guys and number guys. And I saw Lisk had done some stuff. I think it was for Football Perspective. Chase Stewart, is that what the yeah. site was? Um, actually, it was with Pro Football Reference, but I worked with Chase, yes. Okay. He, started, he started Football Perspective at about the same time. And, and I think he popped you on social media, and I read one of your stories. I was like, damn, this guy's good. So, you know, we came on, and we were with the at the big lead for a while. I mean, we were exchanging Christmas cards. Was, I know uh, Lisk's family, even though I've never met him. Uh, like, I, I know, I feel like I know the guy very well. Well, yeah, we did work together for eight years. <laughs> was um, it eight? Oh, it was uh, 2010, the year the oh. Packers won. The year the Packers won the Super Bowl as a six seed. That was my first year. Damn. Um, yeah. Part time. Well, you know, yeah. yeah Lisk started out part time and then full time, and now he's like a big numbers guy who's dominating. So, TeamRankings.com is the website, and you know Lisk, a bracket guru, knows gambling, knows college basketball. This is how into it he is. I said to him, I was like, huh, you know, um, I'm looking at, I texted him, you know, teams not seeded one through three. And he, I think he mentioned BYU. I was like, BYU, they weren't even on my radar. And then he starts sending me these notes about him. Oh gosh. All right, let's go. <laughs> uh, let's yeah. get fired. First of all, Lisk, um, why don't we just start with an upset? I know the, is it the 12, five every year or, or like 35 of the last 40 years, a 12, has beaten a five. And a bunch of times it's happened twice. You look at the bracket this year, which 12 over five jumps out at you like, hey man, you, you need to make that bet or pencil them in on your in your bracket. Well, I mean, let me say, that first of all, as we talk about the 12s versus fives, um, I, I, I suspect all the fives are going to be favored as they typically are, but yes, sometimes yes. you see very short lines and I think you, I haven't seen the spreads. I know they're probably being released, right? Basically right about now or, yes. or in the last hour. I have um, almost all of them, but I think there are some situations where you're going to have very short lines on a lot of those mm -hmm. teams, um, because of a variety of reasons. And, and so I'll walk through all of them because honestly, um, they all, they all. If you, I mean, if you're in the right type of pool, a bigger pool, an upset pool, they all have some attractiveness. But let's start with Georgetown. I mean, Georgetown played lights out. Now they're going to be a slight underdog because Colorado's been a, a pretty, pretty solid team most of the year. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Georgetown hasn't done it for long, but man, Georgetown's been playing at a tournament level for not just the Big East tournament, but pretty much since the end of January. Okay. They, they were terrible in December. Um, and Patrick Ewing's got that team. I, you know, you never know how guys will respond, but I don't know if um, he benched. He basically sat Javon Blair, his his leading scorer, uh, here about three weeks ago. Benched him, just zero minutes. They beat DePaul, and since then they've been on fire. They've been playing defense hard. I think that's you never know how those things will go, but I think that sent a message to the team. Basically, I, I will bench anybody, and you guys should play better. And you know how much did, did that play into it? Who knows. But Georgetown, you know, you could have chalked up the Villanova win as, oh, they caught Villanova at the right time. But, man, they killed Creighton. And they, uh, they took did. down They Seton murdered Hall. Creighton. Now, and let me push back. And now, historically, Lisk, is mm -hmm. there any correlation between teams that get hot and win their con uh, the tournament, uh, conference tournament and mm -hmm. then go into the NCAA tournament and make a run? Because off the top of my head, I feel like those teams tend toward being public teams 
but they shot their wad, if you will, in the mm-hmm. conference tournament. They had the familiarity, and then they come out and they don't do well. Now, I can't back that up with any hardcore data. Just as a guy who is heavy in the NCAA tournament the last you know twenty years, for me, I like Colorado here. I get the they get the, well, yeah. they the best guard in the court, McKinley, who's money. And I get a great free-throw shooting team, number two in the country. I get the better three-point shooting team. Colorado, eight wins, Lisk, over uh, tournament teams. Um, I, I love Georgetown. I grew up rooting for Patrick Ewing and John Thompson. I, I don't like the Hoyas here. Well, first of all, I'll agree with you. I mean, Colorado is the favorite, and I think they should be the favorite. Yeah, four, it looks like it's four and a half. Yeah. I would probably take Georgetown at those points. Okay. Um but you so you ask about that. So I think there's a couple things here. This year we have two power conference teams on the 12 seed line mm. who won their conference tournaments. Um, I sus- I think, and I, I don't have the numbers in front of you, but if you go back, uh, if you get a power conference team as a 12, they've been very successful. Uh, two years ago, when we had uh, team rankings, I wasn't there yet, but when they did the rankings for the 2019 tournament, uh, they basically adjusted Oregon up, and Oregon they had. Oregon is basically even with Wisconsin that year. If you recall, Oregon went to the Sweet 16. Mm. They were the only low seed to make it. And Oregon went on a run like Georgetown's doing. They started playing so much better, they made lineup changes. So I think the key is, were there reasons why, or is it just random you know, performances? Um, but a lot of times if these power conferences get teams get to a 12, it's because they went through a, a gauntlet at the end of the season to get there. They, you know, their overall resume isn't good enough to go higher. They might not have gotten as an at-large, but they beat teams at the end of the season. Uh, Oregon's won. I, I'm a Missouri grad. Back back in 2002, Missouri was the only is the only 12 to reach the Elite Eight. Oh, That was an underperforming team was all year with Keeler? Quinn Snyder. No, no, that was the, uh, uh, the Rush and... Um, oh, Kareem Rush, yes. And that team was underachieving all mm. year. Yeah. 12 and barely got in the tournament. And I think they were like the last at large in and uh, went to the elite eight. So, I mean, first of all, these power conference teams that get to a 12 have probably played better than their overall numbers dictate. Okay. But again, they're they're underdogs. Uh, Same thing with Oregon state, Tennessee. I like Tennessee probably in that one, but watch. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Watch, watch the health of Fulkerson and just Tennessee has been great. If they have all their starters, but Fulkerson took that concussion, took that hit that elbow in the, uh, SEC tournament and mm-hmm. missed the missed the game they lost, and so just keep an eye on that. But uh, they'll be favored now. One to really watch is Villanova. I mean, they got they got yeah. five based on reputation, I think, but that's just dangerous because they haven't they, they've played two pretty mediocre games without their. I would guard. say below average games without yes. without Gillespie. I mean, sure. he's a senior leader, right? Now, Win- Winthrop, I don't know if there's, I don't know if Winthrop can do it. They have one loss. They played in the Big South. The Big South is not a, yeah, you know, <laughs> not a conference going to test you. Dude. But oh uh, their their point guard is six seven, and and you, if you watch a video of him, he makes some nice passes. But yeah, they're definitely an underdog. Villanova, you still expect them to win, but they're vulnerable in that it's now their third game in that situation. Now, one I'll tell you to watch for is it's not on the twelve five line, eleven six, Utah State, uh, Texas Tech. Mm. Um. Just because Utah, Utah State, you know, some will argue whether they should have got in, but they've played a lot better when they have their five starters in. Their two worst games were in November in, in that neutral um, – that tournament they held in South Dakota. I'm trying to think what it was, but there was a tournament and they lost like their first two games badly. Um, but since they've – when they have all five starters that started the championship game and started the win over Colorado State – 
I mean, they're a legit team that can beat a power conference team. And I suspect that's a game where the line's going to be very short. Interesting. Uh, now, I, I I really like this Texas Tech team. The, the, the things I'm looking for, and again, it's not a blanket list, but good coach who's proven a lot. Chris Beard, excellent coach. Um, good guard play. I think Texas Tech has good guard play. And, you know, history, uh, a recent history, and what they did two years ago, obviously phenomenal. I, I like Texas Tech. Obviously, the big kid, uh, Kada for Utah State, yep. is a superstar. I don't know if they have the guard play to hang with Texas Tech. By the way, I did bet the under in that game. Um, it's going to be a rock fight, right? That'll yeah. be a slugfest yeah. probably in the 50s. Yeah, I'll just say that you never, you know, I, I, I've i done research on uh, teams and picking and, and coaches and success and whether you should bake on past tournament success or failure. Uh, I guess the thought there, I mean, there's lots of great coaches. I mean, Beard took them to the final in the last tournament in 2019, but you never know. I mean, Texas, this Texas Tech team has probably underachieved a little bit. They lost pretty much every key game down the stretch. I was kind of surprised they got a six based on their results. Now, based on quality, no, but based on their results, they had, they had lost um, pretty much every game down the stretch to good teams. Now, Ken Palm, uh, real quick, Ken Palm has that one. Um, 66-63. So yep. a very close game, as you said, between, uh, you know, uh, low scoring and between, uh, you know, two really good defenses. Um, to, to find the last win for Texas Tech over a tournament team, it was Texas uh, last month. Um, they beat Texas, and Texas has been up and down. But yep. overall, I'm, I'm cur- quickly curious. When a team plays in a good conference, I consider the Big 12 really loaded this year. Um, Maybe not loaded like the Big 10, but... How much do you give that a bump up? Because we, we're seeing a lot of teams. I mean, let's, I'm going through some of these teams and looking at the schedules. They're playing nobody. Like the non-conference was brutal this year. How much do I give it a bump? Here's what I would say. I, I trust I trust the numbers when you adjust for schedule and teams. Um, I think teams that pay in some of the big conference can be overrated in, in some of those senses. You can mm. often find value with these teams like BYU or San Diego State. Uh, especially because here's the thing. If you're picking a tournament – um, so there's a difference between uh, we're talking betting on games, just straight up individual mm-hmm. games versus playing a bracket in the bracket. You want to know what other people are picking. And if people have biases where they, they favor certain name brands and stuff, you want to, you want to find those teams that, that maybe the public doesn't appreciate as much. So, uh, certainly try to get your hands on uh, public pick info. That's one of the things we get and we use to drive our recommendations. We try to find where people are picking and where there's value versus the betting market on, you know, somebody that, the public just doesn't know about this team, whatever it may be, Loyola, Chicago, BYU, whoever it is that's um, certainly got results uh, mm-hmm. that justify, you know, being right there with the big boys, but maybe didn't play the flashy schedule. So who would you say are some of the more public teams coming in? Uh, obviously, Gonzaga is going to be super public. Uh, I, I feel like Michigan's still going to be public. I don't know if everybody understands the loss. Yeah. Yeah. Of the their second leading score livers um, without him, they looked kind of ordinary. I don't know about that team. I know they're top ten in offense and defense for Ken Palm, and everybody loves them. Let's. Where are you on Michigan right now? Uh, we are adjusting them down. I'll just yeah. tell you right now, uh, we've made the adjustments. We were going to adjust them up, by the way. I mean, based on their raw numbers, because they had played. Um, you know, they had some of their 
I guess, relatively worse performances before the injury were back in early December before they really committed to Hunter Dickinson and really, mm. you know, committed to him as a starter. And he took off the freshman center for Michigan, who's made them a dominant team. But they also are not a deep team. They're like Villanova in that sense. They play six, six to seven guys. He was playing over 30 minutes. He's their most versatile defender. He's their best outside shooter along with Wagner. Um, so, I mean, they are a risk. Now, they could. They've got – I mean, there's three really good players on that team still. It's not like they can't do it. But they are not the team that got the one seed. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and I mean, for, for Jawan Howard, I don't think he's ever coached an NCAA tournament game. Um, does that factor in at all? Or can you, could, could you bump them up or down because of that? You know, I'm not, you never know how those things go. I, yeah. I don't know if, because I mean, there's, I, I can probably point to, uh, had, had Kevin Ollie, how much did he coach before they went on their turning mm, run? Great point. Yeah. Kemba I don't Walker know. I don't know. It's a run for them. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, so, I mean, who knows on that, but I, I think it's more just a concern that, you know, they don't have the – there's a, a team with short short depth, at least who they've chosen to play. Yeah. And uh, we don't know how it impacts them. They played, what, a half or a game, one full game? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think a game and a little bit, a yeah. half, yeah. And so, um, if you're in a bracket, I, I, I suspect the public isn't going to be fully on board, like you said. I, I bet their pick rate is going to be higher than their odds if you really tried to handicap how mm. his – all right, well, well, let me ask you then. Look at that quadrant. Michigan's the one, then LSU and the Bonnies are 8-9. That's a close game. I like LSU a lot uh, as a team. I don't know about in that one. Colorado, Georgetown, FSU, Greensboro. Of that quadrant, if, if you're going to win your bracket, and there will be some chalk elsewhere, what do you think is the smart play there? Uh, well, it depends on what kind of bracket you're in. Um, but that, that Eastern, that East region that Michigan is the one seed in yeah, that quadrant. And then the other half of that region is probably the most balanced region where it would not surprise me if some teams outside the top two or three emerged and went on a run. Mm. And there's, there's several reasons for that. Now, Michigan has the advantage and Alabama have the advantage in that they get a weak opponent to start off. So they don't, they aren't at risk, right? Mm -hmm. LSU, you got to get through St. Bonaventure. LSU can beat Michigan, but they could also get knocked off by a a, a decent St. Bonifacio team that has played better down the stretch. Now, I favor LSU in that game, but, you know, an upset could happen there, which then hurts you in trying to project LSU to go deeper. So, so you got to balance risk. Uh, if you're in a small pool, you want to you probably stay chalky. But as you get in, a, if you're playing in a large pool, um, I see value on LSU. I see value on UConn on the other side. UConn has played great with James Bugnight. When he was out, he missed eight games. They were four and four. Yeah. And that, that, that's why they're a seven seed because the games he missed, they played like a top 10 team um, with him. And so that's a, that's a fantastic matchup in the second round on that side of the yeah. bracket. Let Alabama. me quick, quickly go back to LSU. Um, it mm -hmm. looks like they're favored by two. Mm -hmm. And Ken Palm has St. Bonaventure winning 74-73. So some of the numbers favor the Bonnies, but LSU is a slight favorite. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
and Stan Weiju over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm assuming that's because the public probably won't be coming in on the Bonnies, and a lot of people just watch that LSU. Um, Alabama game uh, on Selection Sunday. People who haven't watched LSU at all probably watch that game and are like, damn, LSU's got a lottery pick in Cam Thomas and a couple other guys who can get buckets. Well, I like LSU, you know? Well, I'll say one of the things we do at Team Rankings is we, uh, that's what I've been doing for the last week and what I was just working on tonight. We went, we dug through all 68 teams. You know, I, I could project who most of them would be coming into today, so I had them prepped. Yeah. Um, we dig in and so, like, when Kim Palm, when you say Kim Palm has them 74, 73, whatever, that's based on a full season, every game yeah. counting the same, right? But if you dig in and you look at LSU, they've had some injuries that have impacted them, mm-hmm. uh, more so than the Bonnies. They've had things, like, where where their overall rating may be a little lower than their true quality because of things that have impacted them. And yeah. so, uh, when they have their full complement of starters, they're the better team. They, we, we are adjusting LSU's rating up because of looking at their results with all their starters playing versus some games where they had some guys out. And so that's why we have LSU above and we'll be projecting them as, as a team. And I suspect that's why the betting market does as well. Yes, I, I would agree. Now, Florida state real quick, just to wrap up that quadrant, any thoughts on the Seminoles who I thought they were a little disappointing in the ACC tournament, but it was disjointed. You know, they, there was the COVID yeah. stuff. Um, FSU has been pretty good the last few years. I, yep. I don't really know what to make of this team. I, confession, I, I don't I don't get this FSU team. Yeah, this uh, – well, first of all, I don't know you could take anything out of the ACC tournament. The, Florida State got a bye, then beat North Carolina, and then Georgia Tech got a day off and yeah. played Florida State. I mean, I, it was so disjointed in, in, you know, the ACC tournament. I don't know how much you take just from those. Uh, their first round game – I mean, Florida State, here, here's what they've got going for them. They're deep. They don't rely on any one particular player. They've been somewhat inconsistent, so you you may they could play at a high level with anybody, I think. But they also um, have been inconsistent. That first round game, Isaiah Miller at UNC Greensboro, great guard penetrator. I just worry uh, with that matchup, Florida State's length and depth. Yeah. MJ uh, Walker will eat him up. I, I yeah. do know MJ Walker. I've been I followed his career because um, I don't FSU- know that it's a great matchup for UNC Greensboro. Yeah, I would agree. My name's Hannah. I'm Dan. I'm Ben. And we are Group Love. If you're dealing with stress or anxiety or just need some help, CalHOPE is here for all Californians with free mental health resources to help you navigate this uncertain time. Go to calhope.org to live chat with one of their incredible listeners. Or call their warm line at 1-833-317-HOPE. That's 1-833-317-H-O-P-E. Hope lives here in California. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. So I, I, I'm with you. I like FSU there. But if again, if you're in a small bracket contest, you know, 30 guys, 100 bucks a bracket, 
it, mm-hmm. I think there's probably some value on FSU coming out of that bracket. Or that quadrant, I, think, I should say. I think that might. I, I mean, we're going to see our simu- our numbers when we run them all because sometimes you can't think through all the possibilities. Right. But I think because they get UNC Greensboro versus Colorado getting Georgetown. I know you like Colorado in that game, but it, there's more risk there, mm-hmm. right? Colorado is more likely to lose. Yep. Which which opens up Florida State's path more than vice versa. All right. Um, let's stick. Well, let's stick there, and let me ask you about this Michigan State UCLA game, which is going to get a lot oh. of bets simply because of the name brand quality. Mm-hmm. Lisk, I was poking around on these teams. Bottom line, they both stink. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I watched a lot of UCLA out here. I know some of the guys on the team. Uh, given some uh, friends I got out here, they're just not that good. They're just not. Uh, I would. I would um, disagree. I would- well, yeah, UCLA. I, I'm, I, I honestly had him as the last team in, and thought when, when the bracket was being revealed, when you saw Wichita and State and Drake up, and then we saw Utah State make it, I was thinking UCLA a was the team out because they've only beat one tournament team, Colorado at home. That's <laughs> yeah, their they lost team. four straight. I mean, right. they, uh... I thought they were out because they let Oregon State win the auto bid and blew it for themselves. Mm-hmm. I honestly did. Um, and then it was Louisville who was out instead. So UCLA, I, I like Michigan State. Uh, in this game um, because they've been inconsistent, but at least they beat, they played better recently. Their form, uh, you know, they, they were wrecked by COVID. Izzo had it, missed the preseason, um, you know, and then they had a pause and they, they, they came back from their first game from COVID pause uh, and scored 37 points against records. <laughs> and so that's pulling their numbers down. That was a yeah. 30 point loss. A little bit. They're playing better since then. They beat they beat three teams that are on the two seed line or one seed line in the last what month? Yeah. So I mean, uh, UCLA had some injuries. Who who was their their point guard? They lost somebody early in the year, right? Um. Yeah, Chris. they did. They did lose. Um. Let me see. Let me pull up his name. Uh. Was it Singleton? No. Chris Smith. Jalen Hill. Chris Smith. Oh, Smith. Okay. Smith is their big guy. Yeah. 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 And uh, then they've yeah lost, they've had uh, a couple injuries. You're right. Cody Riley did miss a game, but he's back. And and Johnny Juzang has been out. Um, I mean, they they've just been inconsistent. They've they've certainly not not finished strongly. Of course, it's UCLA. I mean, I think it's name brand Mick Mick Cronin. I think he, he's a good coach historically. What was he at Cincinnati? And yes. he did some. He always won. Right. I felt like he over delivered with inferior talent at Cincinnati in the tournament. Every year they'd win like one game they shouldn't have won. At least it felt that way. Um, but I'm I'm with you. I go Izzo here. But then you know BYU is the team you mentioned to me over text. K- sell sell the audience on BYU making a run. Um. So here's here's the main thing. I there's really not that much difference in power rating that we have between them and and Texas. I think Texas is slightly ahead. It would be a slight upset. And, and obviously BYU has the tougher first round draw, so their their chances of getting through or a little less because of that and so there's a, it's a little more risk um and so in the in a small pool maybe you don't take that risk but again in a bigger bracket pool it might be one one to consider here's why BYU though is rated almost nearly as good they i mean a they played a tough schedule and, and by overall numbers they're in the top 20 on Ken Palm uh in our ratings and on the net and all that stuff but they played better since they've basically made some adjustments um Gideon George moved into the lineup all about mid-January, and they, a freshman named Caleb Lohner, who's really an offensive rebounding machine. So they have length up front. Mm. Play Matt Harms, the transfer from Purdue. Ivan Drago, everybody knows him as. Yes, he, he's and he's played more minutes lately, and he is a shot blocker. Now, um, so this is BYU team. Unlike most BYU teams, are just shooters. 
Yeah. And, you know, uh, obviously they had Yoli Childs and he was a solid post player. But Harms brings a shot blocking element that BYU doesn't usually have. Mm. And uh, Loner is a, a defensive rebounding machine. And so they have that defensive toughness and shot blocking and limiting teams to go with the great shooters they can put around those guys at guard. And so, I mean, this is a team that legit can um, compete with the big boys. Okay, so let me let me give you my uh, Texas spiel, okay? Shaka Smart, we know what he's done right. at VCU. Good coach. He struggled at Texas the last couple of years, but a it, big adjustment. Um, I look at their backcourt. Obviously, Jones is great, and Coleman is outstanding. You got two lottery picks in Greg Brown and uh, Kai Jones, and then the kid Jericho Sims, who... I mean, you you see him and you're like, what, man? My gosh, what what is that? He's an animal. That guy's huge. He was a monster in the, uh, you know, the uh, Big 12 tournament. I like the talent on this team, but uh, maybe I'm missing something. Like, Brown barely played in their final game uh, against uh, Oklahoma State simply because of matchups. Um, so, I, I don't know. Tell Where are you on Texas? Because I feel like this is a team... I, I fully could confess I'm a multiple bracket guy. I'm a 20 bracket guy. I put him in many, many contests. People mock that. That's fine. But Lisk, I, I guarantee you I'll have Texas winning the title and making the Final Four in like at oh, least wow. five of my brackets. Yeah. I would suggest that that's a bit of a bold move. <laughs> I, would suggest, I would suggest we probably aren't giving out Texas as a, as a recommendation in our pools. Okay. Um, te- I mean, Texas is a good team. Don't get me wrong. I don't. Uh, they, they can they can make the final four out of this region, just like I think a lot of other teams in this region can. Because mm-hmm. Michigan is diminished with the injury, um, and so I think that opens the door for a lot of teams that are pretty solid. And Texas has been that. Texas has been like I, I, you need your Maylocks if you watch them. By the way, I think every game with Texas yeah. comes down to like the final minute. Yep. Every single game. Just look back at all their results. Close game. Anytime they play another tournament team. Whether the, somebody gets a big lead, it, it gets close. So they aren't a dominant team that is blowing the doors off of other tournament teams. It's going to be a close game one way or the other. And so they're going to have to survive a bunch of those. Uh, all right. So we've basically broken down that bracket. Uh, we didn't touch on Alabama or UConn, Maryland. Uh, you mentioned the kid at uh, Boat Night at, at UConn mm-hmm. can turn it on and you know pump in 35 and carry Connecticut. But Alabama's really good, man. They are for sure. I know they're a football school, and it was like Alabama. I don't know. I'm, I'm just they have like six guys that are just you they, know they flexible on the out. wings. Yes, yeah. they get lights out. That that when they get hot, they are tough to beat. The teams that beat them. Uh, by the way, this is in our notes. I said I was preparing. If if you if you're a subscriber to team rankings, not only do you get your your picks and recommendations, but you get access to all the notes I've been working on. And uh, with Alabama, the teams that have beat them, I think they have six losses. It hasn't been because yes. they've given up threes, and it hasn't necessarily been because they shot poorly from outside. The teams that have beat them have been all teams that can beat them up inside by driving and by getting points in the paint. Mm. They have been – I think they've only given up average of, of like five threes in the games they've lost. That's not a lot. Usually teams that lose, it's because teams get hot. They beat them you know, from outside. Uh, teams that have beaten Alabama, the formula is to beat them up in the paint. And so if they face any of those matchups, I think, and because they are a team that relies on the three point shot, if they go cold, yep. uh, they're a little riskier over. that way. So yeah. real quick, Connecticut, Maryland, no bigs there. Texas would be a problem. Obviously the big kid at Michigan, a problem. Um, Alabama, not a bad option to get out of there. Uh, all right. Which bracket yep. do you want to go to next? I, I feel like we don't even need to touch on Gonzaga's list. Gonzaga's the a, final four. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, 
I can't even, I, I'm struggling to make a case, but I will say that bracket also has the most opportunities for double digit seeds to pull upsets. I like Drake to beat Wichita and then Drake will push USC. I think Ohio over Virginia and UCSB over Creighton. Do you like any of those? Uh, Drake, Drake, you got to know who's available. Hemphill and Penn have been out. I think they're, Honestly, their resume put them in, but um, I'm not the sure they're a tournament team with the injuries. Yeah, okay. It depends on if Hemphill's back. They they made noises like he could be back. He's their leading scorer, and and he missed, I think, the last month. Um, yeah, I'm a Mizzou grad by the way. They're the nine seed in that region with Oklahoma. Uh, they are not beating Gonzaga. I'll just go ahead and and stake my. Uh, <laughs> Wait, are they beating Oklahoma? <laughs> um, maybe because Oklahoma's been playing poorly too. I mean, yes. Oklahoma is not playing well, and so I honestly I think not only is Gonzaga the favorite. I'll just say this right now: uh, if you if you said which eight nine matchup would you want in your region, uh, if I was a one seed, I would want Oklahoma Missouri winner versus say well who's Baylor got North Carolina and uh <laughs> Wisconsin yeah Wisconsin yeah I would not want that the winner whoever came out of that game I wouldn't Illinois. want to face Illinois has want to face Loyola Chicago if I was Illinois yeah well Chicago's a legit team they obviously we know they made a run you know, three years ago when they were yep. last in the tournament and they, and they they are a hard-nosed defensive team the kind that can frustrate you mm-hmm. um you know uh and Michigan has LSU lurking yep, yep in their bracket. I mean, I, Gonzaga, not only ask, is the best team, but they have a good draw. Let me add conspiracy theorist. Did mm-hmm. the NCAA set it up so Gonzaga can win a couple, be undefeated, 28-0, no, I guess, at this point, and let the hype build? Will this be the first unbeaten? Because Sweet 16, Lisk, I mean, Creighton, UCSB, Virginia, Ohio, none of them are coming within 10 points of Gonzaga. Um, no, I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. Um, I, I think they ended up with that because I, who knows? I mean, okay. they're, 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 they're not in a power conference. So you get a, you get an sec team and a big 12 team that gets to come in your quarter. Um, I guess, but yeah, they, they got a great draw. I mean, I think they put, I think they did put Virginia there and Kansas as the four seeds on that side, because th- that's the, that's the side of the bracket that's going to play on Saturday, Monday, COVID they, gave, they basically gave an extra day. So that's how Virginia ended up as their four seed. I think. Um, so if you want to think there's a conspiracy on that, I mean, there's a possibility Virginia doesn't show up by the way. Right. Yeah. I think you, were you, you the one who texted me that, uh, they're not practicing until Thursday. I think somebody was tweeting about that and they said something about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, gosh, imagine if Virginia gets replaced by Louisville in that region. I don't know if Louisville's even good. Are they? Well, I guess they'd have to do that by Tuesday night. Louisville is the first team out. They would be the team that replaces somebody by Tuesday night. If a team has to pull out. Okay. Uh, let me ask you, Iowa Hawkeyes, uh, to me, uh, to my naked eye, my uh, my weak eye, uh, I think this is the weakest number two seed in the tournament. I'm not mm. buying them. I think Oregon gets them in game wow. two. Your thoughts on wow. Iowa? Uh, Iowa. And, I mean, obviously anything can happen, but uh, Iowa has shooters. Um, they have played better defensively lately. Iowa's going to be probably the fourth or fifth highest power rated team in this, in this field. Uh, but if you go by the power ratings and Oregon's played better, don't, don't get me wrong. Oregon is getting a bump in our rating. They played better since Duarte came back He's good. since they went, since they went to a lineup where they basically have all shooters on the court mm-hmm. and, and obviously they got tripped up by Oregon state, but they, I mean, they're a better team than they were in early January. 
Um, yeah, so so you still like Iowa? The last I feel like the last couple weeks I've watched them. The bloom is off the rose. It just looks like it's Luca Garza and a bunch of guys who have not played well. What what am I missing? Well, and they've had some injuries. They've had some guys out. Uh, you know, so, um, I'm trying to think of the the forward. Uh, C.J. Frederick was battled mm-hmm. a knee injury, and he, that impacted him. How about this? But I mean, uh, they, they, they've also played. They, I mean, didn't they beat uh, Ohio State? They do have some quality wins, but defending the three is one of their big weaknesses. And Oregon is top twenty in the country making threes, like you said. Uh, from a matchup perspective, to me, you get Oregon. Dana Altman, who's I think the last three times they've been in the tournament were like Sweet Sixteen, Final Four, like. I, Oregon's a team, personally, I don't know how they lost to Oregon State. I did not watch that t- tournament game. Uh, they had beaten them t- uh, in the regular season, and then I don't know what happened. But Oregon, Iowa, does that interest you? Um, Yeah, I mean, o- Oregon, absolutely they could pull up. So they're a good seven seed. I would say they're an above-average seven seed for sure. They could they could certainly have gotten seeded higher. Uh, I just think Iowa's, I mean, Iowa's, a really good team on offense. I mean, you talk about their three points, but they can carve people up. Um, They've been the only team they couldn't compete with was Gonzaga. And that's the region they're in. Understandable. All right. What does team ranking say about Baylor's bracket? Uh, UNC Wisconsin feels kind of like a slugfest. Um, I feel like UNC beats them up inside and then has kind of a chance against Baylor, which is thin inside. For sure. Uh, I mean, Baylor hadn't been playing their best, but I mean, I'd still favor them. I wouldn't, I would not pick that in the bracket pool. Um, individually, I would take, um, you know, let's see, North Carolina versus, I mean, I guess I'd lean. That's a tough I one. Wisconsin, I mean, it really is a toss up. Yeah, yeah. Wisconsin, obviously. Uh, here, here's the thing about Wisconsin. Uh, they're, they're rated higher than Ken Palm. I think probably a little too high. They, they blew out because part of it, they blew out Louisville when Louisville was coming off COVID pause and playing without mm-hmm. Carlick Jones. Uh, Wisconsin doesn't beat teams by 45 like that. <laughs> there was a reason for it, and that's that's pulled their rating up. Uh, Wisconsin also uh, struggled. I, I won't say struggled. They, they played close, but they could not beat the big boys in the Big Ten. They lost pretty much every game against them down the stretch. Uh, so there's two schools out there in Wisconsin. It's kind of variable. Um, they could get out of Big Ten conference play and suddenly find new life because they've been getting beat up by mm. all the teams that are one seed, or they could, you know, be a team that's probably a little overvalued, but I, I would take Wisconsin in this one, but I could, I mean, North Carolina's front line, if, if Wisconsin doesn't keep them off the boards, uh, North Carolina wins. All right. Let's wrap up with uh, one more team, Cade Cunningham and Oklahoma mm-hmm. state. I feel like they got jobbed getting a four seed. The bracket is lethal. I mean, Illinois, Loyola is, you know, the the best eight seed uh, according to all the stats, and then Tennessee's pretty good, and then Oregon State, as you said. But Cade Cunningham, any shot we see a Kemba Walker, Danny Manning type one man show? Oklahoma State has guys, but everything flows through Cunningham. I of course there's a shot um, because they've they've played better lately. Uh, first of all, I, I would say I do think they got jobbed on the seating. I mean, just look at that region. West Virginia is the three seed. Oklahoma State has the better record. In the last three weeks, Oklahoma State has beat West Virginia twice, including on the road without Cunningham. And then Oklahoma State beat Baylor, and Oklahoma State played Baylor three times this year. West Virginia only had to play them once. I mean, I I don't know how the committee simply seeded West Virginia. I, I 
it's it's one thing to compare different conferences, but how did they put West Virginia above Oklahoma State? I don't know. Is this another conspiracy theory? Oklahoma State was supposed to be on probation, was it not? They were. They were, and they they appealed, and so they, they're in the tournament. Yeah, because they got Cade Cunningham. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know? And then yeah. they stuck it to him. All right. Well, uh, so, so here's what I would say. I think there's va- – I, when I look at this bracket, I suspect the public I, – I haven't – we'll see the data later tonight. Yeah. Middle of the night. Uh, I suspect the public's going to be heavy on Oklahoma State, more so than their power rating, because they see the potential for a Connecticut-type run with Kimba Walker. That's what, that's what I think – you know, and there is that potential. They played better. They beat Baylor. Yeah. They've, 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 they've made lineup changes. They are an improving young team. Tennessee is a inconsistent team, but also very good when everybody's on. Tennessee is the type of team that could be a sleeper. And because Oklahoma State's in that region, I think there's there might be some contrarian value in going with Tennessee. Hmm. All right, but, so um, I, I want you I want you to get people. So if I go to team rankings tonight uh, to sign up. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I'm, I'm on the site now. It, it's, pre, it's pretty easy to navigate. Sign up. You get the bracket picks, predictions. It'll help the gambling. This is great stuff, Lisk. So, yeah, you get in there. What, what, you, what you do is, uh, if, I mean, pull pick subscriptions. Um, you can, there's, there's probably some discounts there. You can get signed up. You, get, you can either get match madness picks alone, or we do football picks, a full season pass, all that stuff. We do survivor pools. We do everything. We do college bowl pools. Um and so with March Madness picks, you know, you, you can go in. There's a cool uh, feature where you can load any number of pools. You sign up. You tell us how many, how many people are playing, what your rules are, what the scoring system is, if you get upset bonuses, all that stuff. And then we simulate and we run it through and we say, given your pool and your size and how many prize spots there are, because you're going to play it differently if, say, you, you can finish in the top ten and get money versus you got to be the winner. You know, you, you have to take different risks depending on what you can win. We take all that into account. We give you customized pers- customized advice for uh, your pool settings. And so um, that's in there. Um, check it out. We will overnight be running the simulations. We have like a bunch of 17 servers running right now. Wow. They will be uh, running all the simulations and they'll kick out percentages versus the, and we'll see the public pick data and we'll see where the values are. And sometimes crazy stuff happens with these, uh, picks like for example if we have a lot of value elsewhere we may be recommending gonzaga i don't know that we are i don't know where we'll be um but by by tomorrow morning um or by later this week but if you have value if you're a better picker than others in some other areas then actually having the the the, the team like gonzaga as your as the most likely champion um if you think you can beat people elsewhere you might be better off than say picking a, a team that has a five to 10% chance of winning the mm-hmm. title. Because I mean, the reason why people say don't do that is, well, then I'm competing with more people to win, even if Gonzaga wins. Well, if you're better than those people, if you win more first round games, if you get the eight, nine games, right, more consistently, if you get the seven, 10 games, right. And if you get the teams that are slightly undervalued to reach the sweet 16 or the elite eight, um, doesn't have to be huge swings. It can be something like Texas over Alabama or something like that. Right. I mean, the types of calls that you got to make um, you can, you can win those pools and maybe have edge and uh, even by taking a popular team. So check in and see where we are. My guess is Gonzaga is not going to be super popular because they don't have the brand name. Now they'll be the most popular team, but will they be so immensely popular? Yeah. This isn't going to be Kentucky 2015. No, when Kentucky was undefeated. <laughs> I think yeah, 65% of people were picking Kentucky. I don't, wow. We aren't going to see that this year. 
Uh, my guess is you're going to have plenty of people picking Illinois, Michigan, uh, Baylor, plus some of the two seeds and maybe teams like Oklahoma State and, and some of those, and it's going to be spread out more. So yeah, it anyway. feels like Illinois is going to get a lot of love. Uh, that's a big, And I think they should. Team. I think they yeah. if, if I were to pick a second favorite, Illinois would probably be it. Huh. Okay. Given, and I given like Michigan's issues and how yep. Illinois finished the year. I like on team rankings, you have most likely upsets, money line picks. There's great stuff here. So you guys need to definitely check it out. Uh, you can follow him on uh, social media, Jason Lisk. Um, he's a Missouri guy, so root for Missouri, right? Uh, have you put any money on Missouri to win this or no? Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lisk, thanks for the time and uh, keep up the good work, man. Bye. Thunderstruck. Adjective. Shocked and amazed by the power of fun on Carnival. Riding Bolt, the world's first roller coaster at sea, Brian got thunderstruck so hard, his 93-year-old grandmother felt it 3,000 miles away in Nebraska and immediately booked a cruise. Hooray! Get thunderstruck starting at 289. Carnival. Choose fun. Cruises are in U.S. dollars per person, double occupancy. Taxes, fees, and port expenses additional. Restrictions apply. Full details on Carnival.com. Ships Registry, Bahamas, Panama. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov. Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.